Hello and welcome to Turf Time, brought to you by Civitas Turf Defence. In this series we talk with superintendents and golf course managers from across North America about four exciting topics. Organic course management, the challenges associated with preparing for and recovering from large-scale events, as well as water management and extending the plant growing season. In this episode, host Dr. Frank Rossi, Associate Professor, School of Integrative Plant Science Horticulture Section at Cornell University, speaks with Tim Barrier, Golf Course Superintendent at Rancho Santa Fe in California, and Brian Ewell, Master Superintendent at Uplands Golf Club in Victoria, British Columbia, to discuss a common industry challenge, water management. We hear from Tim and Brian and the water management challenges they face and how it impacts on their courses. They also share details behind the programs they've put in place to effectively manage water across their courses and the results that this has delivered in terms of water cost savings and improved plant health. We hope you enjoy the episode. So let's start with what I was saying there. Uh, Tim, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about the club. Tell us about um, you know your time there. Uh, just the logistics, rounds and the kind of golfer. What we want each of you to do is to set a context for your golf course and then we'll get into the challenges that you face and then we'll get into the what you see and the kinds of problems and then you get into, and Brian, you'd have to remember a little bit longer, but what you did, what was going on in these areas before you had Civitas and Tim, this is a little bit newer conversation for you and then we'll wrap up on sort of where we're heading and what we see as the future for the use of Civitas and other little fine points that come up. So Tim, why don't you start? Let's introduce yourself and the spiel from there. Uh, okay, my name is Tim Barrier. Uh, I've been the golf course superintendent here at Rancho Santa Fe Golf Club since 1992. So it's, it's really my only superintendent's job. I was at La Costa Resort and Spa uh, before I came here and I uh, haven't seen a good reason to leave yet. So um, got a big uh, renovation coming up and I'll probably think about retiring after that's done. Um, Rancho Santa Fe Golf Club is in Northern San Diego County. Uh, the golf course was built in the 1920s. Uh, it was the site of the original Bing Crosby Pro-Am, back then known as the Clambake. It was uh, played here in the late 1930s uh, 1940 and then it moved to Pebble Beach after World War II. Um, really the site is not it's not set up to handle you know thousands of gallery and and that type of thing. It's um, a pretty small piece of property. The golf course is about 115 acres of total property and I grow 96 acres of turf. We did a 19 acre turf removal program in 2014 just to save water. My water bill is anywhere from $650 to $700,000 a year. Um, I have potable water because uh, my water sources uh, for reclaimed are almost four miles away. And at $1.6 million a mile just to get it here, plus all of the other infrastructure, it's um, about a $13 million project to get reclaimed water here. So we're kind of uh, being held hostage by the California Water Authority and all the local vendors. Um, it's been a, a kind of a struggle of ours over the years to try to develop a, an alternate water program and an alternate water source, uh, but it's been met at all sides by political and environmental intrigue. 
as you can imagine. So yeah. what about your golfers, Tim? Um, our golfers uh, probably average in the early 60s, their early 60s. Um, it's not a great players club. We don't have a lot of great players here, except for these two guys, uh, Phil Mickelson and uh, Charlie Hoffman. They're, they're pretty good players. Um, I did get I did get the um, the compliment of my career from Phil Mickelson on Friday. I was standing on number two black tee, which is our championship tee. Uh, Charlie Hoffman waved me waved me over. I was standing on number eight, which is just adjacent, and I was standing there. And, and Phil's talked to me before. It's been you know just kind of small talk and stuff, and. Phil walked up and said, Happy New Year. And then he told me that I'm the best at what I do that he's ever seen. And these are the best greens he's ever played on. And I was like flabbergasted to hear that. So it was nice. Phil's always been very kind to the staff here. And it's, it's nice to have a, a tour pro like that give you a, a compliment. So. And, and meanwhile, they were probably playing for a $100,000 Nassau. <laughs> well, you know, Phil, Phil decides what, what the bet is. That's for sure. He decides what the bet is. But, you know, there was a lot of good players in that group. Uh, Charlie Hoffman uh, is on, actually on my green committee and is very supportive because he kind of understands uh, what it's like to try to grow grass in this funky little climate with the really terrible soils in it. You know, kind of going back to the water, um, this golf course was scraped off, scraped off with a horse-drawn Fresno sled and there was no heavy equipment used. And so these heavy clay soils that we have here um, or once they, once they dry out, they're almost impossible to get wet again. And so trying to manage that balance with our water bill is extremely, extremely difficult to do. Uh, we have four and five guys will go out on, you know, they do allow fivesomes on a few days out of the week, uh, but we'll have five guys and five carts. And so it's more than doubled our cart traffic. Um, and we went into dormancy, our fairways are, are hybrid Bermuda grass, and we went into dormancy at an inch high to have a mat there to, for them to drive all winter and since we haven't had any rain it's worked out really well the problem is uh, it's smashed down that one inch is now at about 425. Uh, now Brian as we transition uh, to you it's a similar story I know uh, that you've been there for maybe more than 30 years so let's hear about you and your relationship at Uplands and really the character and nature of the club and the golfing experience and your approach to your work up there. Thanks Frank. I'm Brian Ewell, the Master Superintendent of Uplands Golf Club. I've been at Uplands Golf Club for 40 years now, actually. Yes. So it's been, been quite a quite a career. I thought I was crazy. Yeah. Stop the mic. <laughs> uh, we're a busy golf course. We're located in Victoria, British Columbia, on the west coast of Canada. We get about 36 inches of rainfall, and we are one of the few places where you can truly play golf 12 months of the year in Victoria. We host a PGA Tour Canada event. We've had 18 tour events here since back in 1984 with Craig Stadler and the likes of Peter Oosterhaus and many more. And we've held uh, 11 uh, PGA Tour Canada events, let me have past 11 years. Um, so we're a busy golf course. We have 1,156 members. Uh, so where is a big problem for us? Even right now in early January, we're doing 225 rounds a day with limited light, seven-minute tee times. Wow. So where is a big issue for us? Uh, playability. Uh, we're a certified Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary, so Civitas Turf Defense really led into our goals and practices here at Uplands Golf Club. We have over 2,500 trees uh, maintaining 
poa-annua, annua bluegrass here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I found that the Civitas turf defense has really helped us on our wear tolerance, as Frank knows. Uh, he's been at our golf course when I did some of the trial work. I'm probably the longest standing user of Civitas in Canada. I did the trial work in the beginning uh, before it was readily available and speak all across Canada and other conferences, just sharing my success on water reduction. Uh, we, we purchase water as well. We spend about $100,000 a year on water. So with the reduced savings of, of water, you know, we've reduced our water consumption by 30%. So even the cost of Civitas is uh, it, it's covered in the water. And so let, let, me, let me stop you there, Brian. Um, how many rounds of golf can do you play there? I think I missed it, but I know it's a big number. Yeah, we do. On average, we do between 60 to 75,000 rounds a year, Frank, on 18 holes. I know a lot of people when I've spoke about it, people say, well, that's 36 holes, right? I said, no, it's uh, seven minute tee times. Uh, they really pump through here. Uh, we're not a long course, 6,420 yards. So there's efficiency. We can play a four hour round of golf. You, The tee is close to the green and uh, we move people through and we maintain it that they can find their golf ball and uh, golf ball and enjoy their round uh, while we're, you know, while they're playing. Now, now both of you, one of the things I also want to set up here is that, you know, you have uh, resources available at your club, uh, um, and and but that doesn't mean you don't have to judiciously decide the things you do or don't do. And I know meeting you both, Tim, more recently, Brian Longer, talking you through the trialing of Civitas. Let's set this context. We got, you know, and Tim, you set it up really well for the traffic. So let's go back to you. And then Brian will come back to the annual bluegrass. Let's start with the, the Bermuda grass and traffic tolerance before we get to the wear. So let's start our conversation collectively about traffic. And then we'll talk a little bit about water. And then Brian, you and I will probably go a little bit deeper on some of the snow mold and persistent uh, microdochian patch issues that are also there. So Tim, yeah. let's start with you. So, so you have this uh, wonderful facility and uh, I heard you say you're gonna be renovating it. So I'm very yeah. curious to hear at the end about you know, how Civitas might fit into that. But so far, um, you know, you're into this year very dry, uh, like many places in the pandemic, play is through the roof. There's not much else people can do when they go out there. They're going out there, as you said earlier, with the five carts. So let's talk a little bit about what you started by saying, I left about an inch of Bermuda there so that they could beat it down. Uh, is this where you've used the Civitas? But I want to get to how you've been managing up to this point. Well, it has definitely, I think it's increased our durability. This was um, a very unique year. We're on able to do about probably 55 to 60,000 rounds this year when normally we don't do that, that kind of traffic. I mean, you're usually around a 30 to 35,000 rounds a year. Um, our, our, you know, our fairways are limited in size. They're only 24 acres. So there's really not a lot of room to, to spread all that traffic around. Um, there's a spot on our number 11 fairway where we've been placing a, a sheet of plywood and all applications of the Civitas all the way up through uh, even my pre-emerge herbicides. And so I, I've been able to look at that spot and not only is it getting inundated with POA, but it definitely has a different look to it. It doesn't look as tight. It looks like more open architecture. Um, so I, I definitely think it's helped with our traffic, but the thing that I noticed the most, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, is the localized dry spots. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is our third year 
we went at a higher rate this year. I think we went at the 10 ounce rate instead of the eight ounce rate. Um, but on our third year of, of using it, um, you know, I usually have guys and our irrigation system is getting replaced starting in April. We're putting all new fairway turf in just to get back to your question. Mm -hmm. With the new Tiff Tough, we have 320 Tiff Green right now. We're going to Tiff Tough with the newer generations of hybrid Bermuda grass. Uh, so we're putting in 34 acres of, of brand new turf golf course. Uh, we're going to pulverize that soil, you know, which is really hasn't happened ever. And once that soil pulverization, you know, we're going to have to re kind of compact that a little bit just to get the sod to go down nice and clean, but we're going to relieve six inches of, of compaction. So that'll really help. Um, so those new grasses are, are more drought tolerant as well. Um, I think the studies have shown the tiff toughs. Yeah, tiff tough. It's at the top. More, it's at oh the yeah, top. absolutely. So that's a big driving factor because we're getting ready to head into another drought. Um, we really haven't had any rain to speak of this year. And, and if it comes, it'll come in February or March and, and that'll be pretty much it. But as far as the traffic, I, I would say absolutely. It's, it's helped um, look, you can still see the traffic, you can still see the tire tracks, um, but the plant doesn't seem to, to yield to that damage as readily as it did, I guess, in the past. But we, it's really hard to gauge because you know we've never put this kind of car, car traffic on them. So I, I think it's a good thing that we've been doing this for three years just to get them ready to go. Good. Last and, and you've developed a comfort level with, with using the product, right? You've seen some benefits in places, the localized dry spot, um, and, and maybe now the traffic. So uh, to me, that's, that's in just a, a little bit of time trying it, did, does not developing the localized dry spots, let's stay on this with you, not developing the localized dry spots, um, that prevents the soil from cracking. So you're able to use Civitas to avoid that? Is that what's happening? Well, so uh, the irrigation system is getting replaced as well. It's 30 right. years old, it's very inefficient. Um, so the localized dry spots, you know, we're getting the donuts around the heads and that type of thing. But I would say this year, we just didn't have any localized dry spots. And it was a very hot summer. You know, and that drives, you know, how much water are we using? I think we still probably saved probably 15% on our water bill on the fairways, you know, and then we sprayed quite a bit of it on the tees as well. So I, I would say we definitely had uh, some savings, but it was a very hot, as soon as August 1st hit, hit, we had one of the hottest summers I can ever remember here. And so, you know, it's that, that ball of thermonuclear energy in the sky that dictates, you know, how <laughs> so um, so the new irrigation system coming in is going to give us efficiencies. The TIF Tough is going to give us efficiencies. And then keeping going with the, the Civitas is definitely going to give us those efficiencies because the amount of labor I use to get out there with hoses to water these like localized dry spots um, is, was, has been extreme in the past. And this yeah. year, we just didn't do it. Yeah. So, Brian, it's uh, you and me, pal. I, I've been there a long time watching you do this. And you know, certainly what I know about that track meet that you hold every day out there at Uplands, they lace them up and man, they are, it is a vibrant group of very active people who I think really enjoy the idea of playing 12 months a year. I mean, I don't think most people realize this is among the warmest, most Southern places a Canadian can enjoy uh, in their country. So uh, traffic is of course a huge issue and annual bluegrass is built for that. You and I have had this conversation. It started over the idea that you're, you're embracing annual bluegrass. So let's talk a little bit about how the Chipola holds up under traffic, you know, before you had Civitas. Yeah, well, that's uh, interesting because Frank, as you know, when this came to us, I think back in 2012, 
they didn't even really know too much what, what Civitas was doing <laughs> with turf. I kept reporting to people and, and provided a lot of my trial work in Telegro and just we kept finding things what this product was doing. Uh, so a lot of the things that I found over the years, whether it's water reduction or less seed head on the POA, less nutrient inputs, which is one of the trials that we were doing, I was doing with you and Matt Weaver. Um, we were uh, just noticing other things besides what we were researching. And in this particular case, I remember when you're out for the field day that I hosted a few years ago, you just said, Brian, you got to get this stuff on the long cut. You know, you got to get it on the long cut. And I thought, okay, I had it on my greens and tees at the time. So I started to hit my traffic areas and Sure enough, Frank, you were right. With this kind of traffic, we would spend a lot of time either overseeding our traffic lanes in the spring or even resodding these areas. And what we noticed, especially leading up to the tour event in June, you know, we would start uh, applying Civitas in early April, I guess. By the time we hit June, our traffic areas were bulletproof. So when you start getting galleries on your golf course or these traffic areas, they just weren't declining off of the end of the cart paths or near the greens. And so we were seeing the resilience of POA just stand up so well. POA is not a, a big rooter. Uh, it, can, it can crap out in the summertime during the heat. It just wasn't doing that, uh, Frank. And we started to just enjoy a lot less stress and challenges that many superintendents face. Just the, it started to alleviate a lot of those chronic problems that we all face, whether Tim's yeah. talking about with the traffic or an inadequate yeah. irrigation system, your turf is going to start to decline quite readily. Yeah. Well, let me pivot back to you for a second, Tim, because you brought up that, that you changed rates and, and we'll get back to Brian in a second with the program that he uses. But I think what I remember from visiting you was that, you know, your intervals were three weeks or so and the rates were low, if I recall that properly, right? So, so what I think we tried, we said, you know, if you're going to go longer intervals, you probably need a bigger rate when you make the application. I, I know I recall that uh, seeing the property. So I think what, what I want to make sure is to check that out with you, that you saw a difference when you changed your sort of, ah, let's try it this way. And then we said, let's, we're not seeing anything. We think it's this way. Did you, you saw a difference and what, what, what is your rate and program now at the best to your knowledge? Well, we started at eight ounces um, for the first two years. And then this year we went to the 10 ounce rate. And as I two said, weeks, three weeks, every three weeks, three yeah. weeks, every three weeks from, um, I believe um, May 1 or June 1, all the way through. And I think we stopped um, October 15th, something like that. So you're spraying it on the Bermuda grass right through the heat. Right through the heat. Yeah. And we, you know, we go down with wetting agents and, and humic acids and, um, you know, yeah. a little, little witch's brew. Yeah, yeah, but no fear. We're going to spray. We might as well get, you know, get yeah. more bang for a buck. So no fear though. No fear. No, 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 not at all. I mean, Bermuda grass is, is pretty, you know, compared to, you know, these cool season grasses that Brian's having to deal with. Uh, the Bermuda is, is, is durable, even though it's 328, it's, it's not as durable as the other ones. It's still, it's still pretty durable. Um, but, you know, as hot as summers we had starting August 1st, all the way through, um, all the way through October, September, October were very hot. And I mean, you know, in the mid to high nineties, even into the hundreds, um, I didn't get any localized dry areas. Um, I really did it. And so that was for me that going to that 10 ounce rate, I think really, really made a big difference. And Brian, going back to your, your statement about rough. Uh, and I know Frank Rossi, you're, 
your former root college roommate, uh, John Carlone at Meadowbrook yeah. Club, uh, back in Long Island. Right. Been spraying this stuff a long time too, and he swears by spraying it in the rough, and he sprays yeah. out of his rough with with the Civitas and all of his other products that go out there, and you know insect controls and things like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really don't have a lot of rough. Um, most of it is Bermuda. We haven't stretched it out into the rough too much, but we do have some cool season grasses. Uh, we have about 18 acres of cool season kind of islands out there where it's too shady to grow any Bermuda. Yeah. And we put a lot of Civitas on those this year and they were dramatically uh, better. So yeah. you know, we get gray leaf spot and, and stuff like that out there. Uh, we do have some POA, which is nice because it doesn't get it. Um, but uh, we, we would mix some of our fungicides with the Civitas as well. We had a really, really, considering how hot it was, yeah, yeah. it's difficult to, to gauge it, right? Because every year your weather's different. And this year we've got all the, the COVID traffic and everything else. So it's hard to gauge. You got to be really kind of objective about, about what's happening. That way you don't take yourself uh, into a place that you're not being scientific about what's really yeah, going on. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. And I think, you know, Tim, you, before we go to that new observation about shade tolerance and that and, and gray leaf spot stuff, I know I've talked about that with some of the guys in Southern California in the LA market as well, uh, where they've got to try to keep ryegrass into some pretty nasty conditions. But Brian, to you, um, you know, everybody thinks it rains all the time in the Pacific Northwest. And certainly 36 inches sounds like Tim would die and go to heaven for, you know, a third of that, right? Just to get a little bit, especially if it's timely. And oh, you yet, have no idea. <laughs> and yet with annual bluegrass, right? With annual bluegrass, you got uh, a shallow rooted plant and you get a pronounced dry period in your part of the country that I don't think people always realize. And so uh, why don't you talk a little bit, because you also had some interesting early observations uh, when you would put it on and then it would get dry. So let's talk a little bit about what I know to be the cornerstone of your work was when you went out and did the moisture readings and you did the how much time you were saving. So let's walk everybody through that great water work you did. Yeah, so when I talk about the 36 inches of rainfall, that usually is falling you know, from end of October to you know, March, February, March, somewhere around there. In summertime, you're right, we could go, I've seen where we've had 120 days with no rainfall, which is not great for POA. So anthracnose foliar blight is a challenging disease here in, in the Pacific Northwest in dry conditions. And um, I've found with using Civitas, we've been able to reduce the impact. And, you know, I'll cut to the chase. The tour event is really where we push it harder than anything early on in the season. and. So when you look at pushing POA to that limit, you can induce anthracnose because you're basically PGA Tour players and the agronomists, the people that I work with, they want firm, fast conditions. So we basically shut the water off and we'll start doing three eight ounce applications on our greens and fairways and tees uh, starting in April, just before our tour event. And then we shut it off. And usually I would... Usually I would do a preventative fungicide application before the tour event, because most of the time you are inducing anthracnose. And the last two tour events that we've held, we, we, I thought I, I got to see what this product will do. So I, it, it's risky. You don't want to be fighting anthracnose in the middle of a tour event, but uh, sure enough, we didn't see any anthracnose. Uh, as you know, the drought tolerance 
with Civitas on pole is, is a game changer for us. And we've received a, a lot of accolades and awards from the PGA Tour and Tour players that have played here just on course conditions. Uh, we use the true firm and we'll dry it down to 223 on the firmness. You know, plywood is 188 on the firmness. So, <laughs> so our greens are firm and the fairways are fast. They like lots of roll. And what I've enjoyed is that we can really push the turf and Poa doesn't like to be dried down as you know it'll thin out and all of a sudden you you're fighting it the rest of the summer and I've always equated hosting you know I've held 18 tour events now you know in the early 80s and 90s you would have that post tour hangover where you would dry it down turf gets thin and thracnose and you struggle the rest of the summer well once the tour is gone, we turn the water on within two weeks. You can't tell that we've held a, a tour event and we've literally shut the water off. So our recovery uh, has been amazing. And as you know, Frank, with the, the drought stress, um, boy, that puts POA and any turf, even the ryegrass, puts it into another, another zone. You can really dry it down without losing it. And, and that's what I've always liked about the product. Because we all, uh, whether it's Tim or me, we all face temperature extremes. And it could be the weekend that you're off and all of a sudden it hits, you know, 85, 90 degrees. And before you know it, you're fighting disease, drought, stress, and on and on and on. I just found with the use of Civitas, we, we don't get, we don't get uh, caught with our, you know, not paying attention. You, you have more time to, to watch and manage your turf versus, you know, 24 hours, boom, and thracnose. We don't see that. So Brian, let me ask you um, again, are you using it on all your playing surfaces, including the high grass? Where are you using it? And are the rates and intervals different? And what are they? Yeah, good, good question. We started using this on greens back in 2012. And we started to see things like reduced um, seed head, uh, drought tolerance, and just overall turf health was just fantastic. It was a no brainer for me. Uh, so we start using in, in April, we'll go at eight ounce rates and we'll go usually every two to three weeks or about every 200 growing degree days. And when we get into the real dry, hot uh, July, August, end of July, August, we'll stay away from it. Uh, as it starts to get a little bit hotter, I may go down to half rates, much like what um, some of the other superintendents have tried just at a four ounce rate. Uh, just keeping the product there within the plant. Uh, but I stay away from the heat. And as F Frank said, uh, I was doing trial work before anybody. During one of the tour events, we shut the water off. And sure enough, I'd done a Civitas application. And one of our drain lines kind of turned a little bit black because of the, the moisture reading was about 4%. Um, but sure enough, after the event went, um, we uh, turned the water on and a week later, you couldn't tell. So I've really pushed my turf to the limit, but I've also uh, pushed Civitas in, in these different uh, environmental extremes just to see what it does. Because I like to help people, and I've always, you know, I still get calls this day across Canada, you know, what do you think? What should I use? And because a lot of people have seen me speak on it, and I've shared my amazing results that I've had with the product. So um, it's a game changer for us. So, Tim, let's start transitioning to the path forward. I've got a little bit more to cover with Brian and the disease stuff, but both of you, I mean, certainly you have outlined it. You're rebuilding this place. I mean, part of putting new grasses in is, is, is really having that peace of mind that Brian just described a little bit, right? When you got some good genetics, even when you got them on, you know, not great soils, Tiff Tough really didn't come to the top 
with data until they shut the water off. It was really a bottom producer, Brian Schwartz will tell you, for a long time. So I'm pleased to see you go in that direction. And we've seen a lot of northern guys with cool season grasses go from an older bent grass poa fairway to new bent grasses like Declaration with big dollar spot resistance. And they, with using Civitas, they've been able to basically eliminate all their other fungicides because the genetics carries the day. So you're going to figure this out over time. What is your early plans when you're growing grass in and getting things going? Do you see yourself continuing using Civitas in these areas moving forward? Well, yeah, we have to with that water bill. I know we're going to save some some money, and I, you know, the last thing a superintendent wants to do is overpromise and under deliver with a new system. Uh, that might be one of the greatest kisses of death uh, for for any superintendent's career is to start doing that. Uh, unfortunately, I had others in club leadership do it for me <laughs> against <laughs> against my recommendations, uh, but we we intend to continue to use it um, and. Our water bill went up 16% last year. We had two straight years without a water water rate increase, uh, but so they just put it all in one year. So our water, our water bill went up uh, like $96,000 in, in one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are gonna continue. Um, and it, it's, you know, it, 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 unfortunately the politics of, of water sales down here in Southern California really uh, carry more than the, the value of the actual water itself. And so they have fixed costs and pensions and all that stuff. And the water rates are never going to go the other direction. They're always going to go up. So for us to not use it uh, just doesn't make any sense at all. So we're going to continue to use it. Uh, we do use it on a lot of other surfaces. The only surfaces we haven't used it on is the, the Bermuda grass rough, but all the cool season grasses uh, have received it as well. And um, I think uh, with our soils and the strange thing about this place is it only runs east to west. So every single fairway is aligned east to west. Hmm. So from about May 1st through October, the sun's almost directly overhead and it just beats oh. us down. So having that drought control or, you know, more drought tolerance because of the Civitas uh, is something we've got to continue to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Brian, listen, I also know like dry weather is uh, endemic to Tim's situation. Microdokium patch is endemic in your world. Um, and I know from some of the work Clint Maddox has been doing at Oregon State University over the last several years that Civitas phosphites uh, have now become the go-to standard uh, program. Can you talk a little bit about uh, being under 10 months of microdokium patch pressure? I know you talked about the anthracnose and the drying, and we also have great data about that from Rutgers in a number of places. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the microdokium patch? Because you are really in a place where you could get it almost every month of the year. Yeah, I've seen it every month except for July in my 40 years here. So I have seen it in just about every month here. It really does start to show up about the end of August once we start to get the the dew set up overnight and you can start to fight it quite badly. In, in my 40 years in limited pest control products in Canada, I've seen my fair share since 2012, since we started using it, what I noticed, uh, Frank, because there wasn't much literature, is the expression of microdokium wasn't 
wasn't as severe. You know, I started to use Civitas for a wide variety of reasons and we start to see, oh, okay, well, microdochium is just not lighting up the, you know, the greens like they do in the Pacific Northwest. And, mm -hmm. and you can see it where the greens are unputtable. It can be so bad. Oh. And Clint Maddox has done some amazing uh, work at, at Oregon State University. So sure enough, we started to notice the same thing. So if I, as I mentioned about my applications uh, leading up uh, to summertime and maybe shutting off for the summer, we'll start to resume Civitas in, I, I would say late August, I guess, uh, you know, at those eight ounce rates, and then we'll start to uh, lean it off as our growth starts to slow down. But we noticed that the, there's a lack of severe disease outbreak since using it. And I, as you know, I, I do keep quite detailed records and documentation. And for the better part of five years, I just keep tra kept track, kept track, was asked to speak in Toronto. I thought well, I better add up my fungicide applications. And on average, we were doing six or seven fungicide applications annually. And so I phoned around to the fellow superintendents in, in greater Victoria area here, and everybody was doing about 12 to 14 applications per year. So I was able to quantify, we were able to reduce our applications by 30 to 40 percent and we've got five years of practices to show it wasn't just a fluke or weather or or some other product i, I i'm kind of an old-fashioned traditional guy i'm not throwing 10 different things in the tank if i brought civitas in it would be the only thing for the year and i would just uh, i would uh, document the details so we we saw definitely and we continue to see that 30 percent reduction frank um i just i use it in my program for turf health and in the side effects of it is just less disease and I don't use you know a half rate fungicide with my civitas I just I just have to use less uh, fungicides because civitas is in my program so uh, as we wrap up fellas it sounds like both of you have some uh, ideas that you trialed uh, Tim even recently with the plywood and Brian, over a long period of time with the detailed records, you know, one of the things that we get a lot of questions about, because you two have, you know, problems that represent uh, challenges that represent what happens in a lot of the markets where you where you where you are. And these are the big uh, things that everybody's facing. Tim, what would you tell someone maybe where they were trying to figure out uh, like the path you took in your head? Yeah, I want to. I want to make sure I'm saving some water. So for sure, there's this idea of saving a little bit of money. Brian just mentioned cutting back on the resources, but I think uh, in some cases we think about uh, you know fungicide use from an uh, environmental perspective, and I think talking about water is also an environmental issue. So. The OMRI certification that uh, Civitas has may, may not be necessarily relevant to your needs, but how has it made sense and what would you tell someone thinking about doing this, the way to approach it where you were really in, interested in reducing your water use? That's, that's really the, for us, it's the major component of the argument, probably 75%, uh, maybe even 80, 80 85%. Um, is, is water usage because if anything's going to close golf courses down and I mean literally close golf courses down and they are they are closing we've had probably four clubs close here in San Diego in the last five years um, if that cash register is open and they're not putting any money in that drawer because they don't have any water or their water bill is so high that they just can't afford to keep their doors open um, it, it's gonna it's gonna make decisions uh, for them that they wouldn't have otherwise made which is called going out of business. <laughs> 
daily fee. There's a lot of resort courses out there. Um, you know, my good friend, Kevin Keenest over at, at Aviara, you know, it's a high property, uh, but the golf course is a standalone operation and they're, they're doing terrifically well, but that hotel has got five to 10% occupancy, just like every hotel in the state of California. And so they're not going to be able to crack their nut as that, that water bill continues to go up and wages are going up. Um, and so the economic pressures that these poor guys are feeling um, is, is going to make a huge difference as to, you know, what they do in the future to try to manage their resource. And, and water for us, of course, is, you know, water is the new oil. Yeah. It's, it has gotten to a point now out here where it is, it is going to economically start to destroy a lot of these, these courses. And I would tell you, the state of California, it's uh, 70,000 people are employed in golf, and it's a $16 billion industry. Yet, the political forces aligned against water uh, fly in the face of that economic reality. And so uh, having, having the ability politically to go up to Sacramento and, and ask for a water source is, is difficult to do. And there are lobbyists, uh, state of, uh, Superintendent's Association, State of California has had a lobbyist for many years um, to, to go to Sacramento and make sure that we have the water we need, but more and more courses are going to reclaim, but there's less reclaimed available because people are cutting back on their water usage. And I'm talking about residents. There's not enough outflow into the system to create enough reclaim for the demand. It's really kind of a paradox. So um, for us, it's water savings, it's durability, it's plant health, and all the things that come in to play with this product. Um, as far as disease suppression, you know, Bermuda grass is we just, you know, it's pretty bulletproof. Well, I thought your ryegrass comment with gray leaf spot was a big one because we have seen that as a big benefit. Well, for sure. And, you know, we will continue to do that. You know, we've got a lot of Rizac pressure as well, especially as we get in later into the year. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the, the big thing for us is our water quality is terrible. It's full of bicarbonates, you know, and water is your biggest input. You know, it's not fertilizers or fungicides. Water is, well, for us, water is our biggest input. And the amount of uh, background noise in there that's not water is left behind in that soil with these heavy clays. Right. It's just a binding agent. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we're, we're putting down lots of calcium and organic uh, acids to try to dissolve that calcium to keep it somewhat in solution. Uh, but when you put cart traffic on top of that, if you're not using this product, uh, you know, you're, you're probably at a disadvantage. There you go. So, Brian... Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I was pleased to hear you say that you're actually trying the product and pushing it and seeing and what, it, what, what else it can do. What, what continues to lie ahead for you in the use of this product moving forward? Well, Frank, what's not to like about Civitas? It's Omni-certified, so it fits in with our Audubon uh, Cooperative Sanctuary designation. It's environmentally friendly. Uh, I've proven we've reduced our fungicide applications by 40%, 30 to 40%. In the last five years, six years, we've reduced our water consumption by 30%. And I've done trial work where I had six treated fairways with Civitas and the rest standard and, and, and ran it the whole summer. And it was glowing. You know, those trials I was doing, I was saying saving 40% on, on uh, water consumption, which has a cost to it, much like Tim. And same thing with the nutrient inputs. We've been able to reduce the nutrient inputs by, uh, I'd say, 25%. But 
But as I said, what's not to like about it when you, you look at the pressure, water restrictions here, uh, pesticide restrictions in Canada. Uh, but most importantly, we're, as superintendents, we're trying to provide ideal golf, which is healthy turf, firm, fast playing surfaces. We want 80-year-old people to get ball roll out there. We like to see 30 yards ball roll for them. So with incorporating Civitas, we've been able to do that. You know, forget the tour players. They're here for one week out of the year. It's the other 65 to 75,000 rounds that we can provide those playing conditions, Frank. So, you know, even with the pandemic, yes, there's increased golf um, use, but for the semi-privates, we've lost any green fee revenue outside tournaments. So in my case, my budget was cut by $60,000 this year. But when you look at the cost at $200 per acre, approximately Canadian uh, every two weeks or $400 a month, it's an affordable option. When you look at some of the products that we use, um, I just, it's kind of like cheating when you use it. It just, it makes my, I can sleep at night, you know, cause I know that the POA is not going to crap out from anthracnose and I know microdokim is not going to light me up in 24 hours or 48 hours over the weekend. And uh, so we continue. One of the reasons why we have a six to seven year wait list is because of the conditions that we provide. And you know yourself, you've been on the property, you've seen my trial work and all my data. I've got more data than anybody in Canada on this. And, um, you know, I do a monthly uh, turf tip uh, vlog for, uh, with Brian Yule that I post each month on on YouTube and that goes to my members and I'll be uh, talking about Civitas and just all the things that we talked about to let the members say, Hey, we've got an environmentally friendly option to manage turf in the Pacific Northwest anywhere, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, wrapping up with two seasoned professionals, what, what a joy this has been for me because I know, you know, to sell it on, on folks that have been in their markets and are looked to by others and their peers in their markets for the way that they do things, uh, you know, certainly seeing you embrace this has a different feeling than maybe people who, uh, you know, younger folks who, you know, just try anything and throw it all in there. And my sense is that your methodical way of doing this has really led you to see some of the things, like Tim said, where there's a lot of noise around it. So I'll thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with me and chat about Civitas and the way it's worked for you guys. And I hope after this uh, craziness is over, we're able to um, get back together physically. No, I know I, I can't wait to see the both of you uh, because your two climates are two of my most favorite visits. Uh, in the places that I get to go. So thank you both uh, very much. And I see Thanks for joining us for this episode. It was a refreshing conversation about how we can effectively tackle water management on courses in a way that also enhances plant health and resilience. Join us for the next episodes of Turf Time, where Dr. Frank Rossi talks with superintendents and golf course managers from across North America about organic course management, the challenges associated with preparing for and recovering from large-scale events, and extending the plant growing season. For more information on Civitas, or to re-listen to the podcast series, visit www.civitasturf.com.